And next on to NURFM, we're talking travel with Sally Lucas joining me, Jane Klein. And we're going to far north Queensland and some of the wonderful sites there. We're also going to head to Spain and Portugal and experience it in a different a number of different ways. Sally Lucas, well, why not stay in our own country for a little bit? Head somewhere fairly exotic. It is exotic, Jane, and that's our very, very own far north Queensland. And in particular, I'm talking about the area north of Cairns, which is Port Douglas, Cape Tribulation, Daintree, etc. Beautiful, beautiful part of the world. And I hadn't been up there for nigh on six years, but actually further north to Cape Trib, but even longer since I'd done that. So it was just lovely to reintroduce myself to the beauty we have in that part of the world. We didn't have good weather, uh, but luckily, you know, we'd hired a car, so we just made our time motoring. We did about... I don't know, 600 k's or 500 k's in four days. So we just really went out and explored, which was which was great because the outer reef, the weather wasn't good enough for that. But luckily, we've done that before, so it really didn't matter. So yeah, we we motored on up and did a wonderful um, Daintree Discovery Canopy Tower walkway, aerial walkway, which was just beautiful, just north of the where you cross the river near the Daintree village. It's a few k's further north of that, about 13 k's. Are you a long way up? Um, not too far. I mean, if you look down, I mean, if you're a bit scared of heights, but I have been on higher treetop walks, but you're still re- relatively elevated. And it's actually quite, I didn't realise how old it was. I've obviously missed it in previous times when I've been there, not gone that far north. And um, it's been there for a long time, but it was built with uh, stand cyclones. And it has, they've had many cyclones and not had one thing happen to this walkway. So it's a very, very strong and capable walkway. And the centre there was interesting as well, where you can go and see the mega fauna and flora that we had back in the day. You know, some of these incredibly huge huge animals that all lived. I mean, it was like Jurassic Park up there. And you, you look at it, the, and I didn't realise that our rainforest is actually older than the Amazon rainforest. So it, it's a very ancient part of our country. And also the cycads, which are the first form of that type of um, plant or tree, if you wish to call it, were uh, from here. From, from that area. From that area. And they're still with us today. And they are still with us today, which is even more amazing. But, you know, they, they describe the whole areas where the rainforest meets the sea, and that is exactly what it does. And that's why it's so special and so unique. And we drove up to Karanda this time, which you can do, of course, by the scenic rail or by the gondola, by the aerial way. But the drive was fascinating, very hairpinish all the way up and back, but it was driving through these spectacular forested areas. And the one thing I hadn't done up there previously was Bird World. I'd been to the butterfly farm there, which is lovely, but the range of birds that they had there were just magnificent. There was, you know, just so many, and you just wait, and they eventually all come down, and they get you buy these little birds, uh, bags of bird feed, which have got everything in it from corn to um, peanuts to seeds, depending on what variety of bird it is. The fascinating ones, they had all the beautiful black cockatoos with the red, white, and yellow tails, and huge beaks as they have and they're a big bird and I thought oh geez that's a bit risky having them in here you know they could bite your finger off so I tentatively held out a peanut well 
the most delicate of delicate. He leaned forward ever so gently and just gently put his little beak on the peanut and took it very gently out of my finger. And they all did that. They were most amazing birds. And the colours of some of them, there were birds I hadn't seen before, some different coloured mustard-breasted lorikeets and, you know, wonderful, wonderful birds. Macaws, um, we had the Major Mitchells, we had a cassowary, we had whistling ducks and freckled ducks and oh, all sorts. So definitely include that if you're thinking of going up that way. It's certainly worth it, as was the treetop canopy walk and the um, information centre as well. And then we just went on and kept driving up to Cape Trib before the road turns to dirt, of course, um, and just went out and stood on Cape Trib and had a look around there as well, which was really great. That was named by Captain Cook, wasn't it? Was. It was. Yes, and um, I stayed at Thala Beach Nature Reserve, which is about 15 k's uh, south of Port Douglas, on its own peninsula. The uh, couple bought it many years ago and still own it, and um, they've established this wonderful nature reserve, and you can do lovely walks within it as well, and you can do walks to the beach or walks. They have uh, little bird hideaways where you can go and see the bird life. They've built it all um, in keeping for the area, so it's all the most beautiful hardwood lined ceilings, all you your floors are polished, beautiful boards, or they've used tiles which are from the area, like all granite for your, in your bathrooms. Absolutely gorgeous place to stay. And uh, we had a lovely bungalow overlooking the water, of course, there, even though the weather was a bit grey, it was still lovely to sit out. It was still warm, you know, it was lovely, but it was just that it rained. And the markets at Port Douglas are absolutely wonderful as well. They're very genuine markets. The council insisted they have to be run by locals, uh, promoting local produce and locally made um, things so they're a very genuine market there as well and just a lovely village still at Port Douglas it hasn't changed I've always enjoyed it uh, and enjoyed it again so fantastic part of our country. On to NURFM 20 past one and this is Talking Travel for our sponsor Travel on King and Sally Lucas why don't we head over overseas now to Europe and the southern parts keeping it warm. We are a little bit of southern and a little bit of I don't know, middle, <laughs> i okay. call it that. Let's There's it. something new happening for next year that I noticed this week, and I must admit I'm going to try and talk my husband into doing it. Um, there's a combination um, river cruise package, which is from Porto to Nice. So Porto, or Oporto as it's often known, is in Portugal, which, of course, is what Port was named after. So people often think that, you know, a Porto was named after Port. No, it was the other way around. Um, the town was always there and then the port was the drink the port, port was growing was, there yes and it does it grows all down the Douro River which looks magnificent lots of steep gorgy type you know scenery and so this is two cruises that you do back to back from Porto to Salamanca and then you fly across to Lyon and you're doing a French uh, river cruise as well so it's a combination of the two and this is with um, Evergreen next year this is a new combination that's come out for next year so if you really I just think it sounds fantastic and um, to give you an idea as I said you do go uh, into Porto is where you start following the twists of that wonderful Douro Valley and you go all the way through till you get to Salamanca and then you actually come back to Porto to fly um, to to uh, Lyon, and then from Lyon you do uh, Chalon-sur-Saône, uh, into Beaune, uh, Macon, uh, Tournon, Avignon, and Arles. And Arles is the most wonderful town that often gets forgotten. It's it's one of the largest 
towns in France that are still very Roman, and it has a huge Roman amphitheatre and lots of Roman ruins, etc. there. So, again, it would be a very interesting town to extend and have some extra time and continue on and do whatever you want. But I just thought, wow, that's an interesting combination. I mean, we've had lots of river cruises. We've talked about them a lot, you know, mainly along the Danube, the Rhine, etc. But to do that combination, I think, would be something mm-hmm. really special and something nice to look forward to. So I thought while we were talking about Portugal and Spain as well, um, there's so many lovely things you can do, including train journeys. Now, we don't often think of Spain with the train journeys so much as Europe, the rest of Europe, but certainly within Spain, you've got the El Andalus, which is a luxury Spanish rail journey, or the other one is the El Transcantabrico, which is another luxury journey. Now, they do different routes. Uh, one of them is virtually doing um, from San Sebastian, which is doing the, the top, across the top, like the, the Camino de Compostela, uh, doing that walk that you can do there as well. And the other one, of course, is coming down uh, Andalusia to Sevilla, all through that area. So they're two entirely different regions that you can travel by train. Um, they're both, one's a seven-day package, the Al Andalus, and the Transcantabrico is an eight-day package as well. But if you're thinking, a lot of people love train journeys. You know, they might not want to do a coach tour. They might not feel comfortable driving around Spain, uh, that would certainly be something lovely that you could do. So you'd be travelling by train and stopping and getting yes. out and looking yes. at different towns? Yes, mm. along the way. So both very interesting journeys. Now these have been in a brochure. If you're looking for the brochure, it's called Spain and Portugal put out by Travel Connection. They also have one on France, the French Travel Connection. They do a wonderful job. The The brochures are very in-depth explaining everything you can do there from your day-to-day sightseeing, from you know doing your food lovely cooking tours if you want to do them, to your flamenco, to doing the Camino de Compostela, as we said, the St. James Way, if you want to do the walk. And there's also a link that you can do along the Portuguese coast now that comes up and links up with the St. James Walk as well. So there's some really fascinating things to do in Spain. I love the time I had there and would really love to go back. I love their lifestyle in, in Spain and Portugal, their way of eating, um, the, the tapas, you know, not always eating a big meal, having a, a snack-type meal and a nice glass of wine and watching the world go by. And you've got, of course, lovely art, lovely history, lovely culture. Uh, it was really interesting when I was in Lisbon. I didn't realise they had a huge tsunami there a couple of centuries ago and virtually Lisbon is rebuilt. Uh, it was virtually yeah wiped out except for the far reaches inland because it is right on the coast. But very interesting city because that's where a lot of our discoverers came out to our part of the world from. Oh, started Henry from the Navigator. Mm. Yeah, and mm. across, of course, to the Americas. So it's, it's a lot of history, a lot of interest there, particularly in the seafaring side of things as Huge. well. Well, thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. We'll talk travel again for our sponsor, Travel on King, next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM.